You're listening to the JTD Coaches Me podcast with your host, Joanne Tierney Daniels. Tune in as Joanne chronicles her journey from imposter to empowerment. Joanne discusses real life with real people. You'll be captivated by her guests and their stories. Regardless of whether you leave laughing or crying, one thing is certain. Each episode will make you think about life from a different perspective. Listen in, enjoying the journey as Joanne and her guests explore the best strategies to promote personal growth, find your authentic self, and live your best life. Hi, I'm Joanne Tierney Daniels, a mindset, life, and relationship coach and the host of the JTD Coaches Me podcast. Today, I will be talking about overcoming loss, coping with grief, transformation, and the resiliency of the human spirit. Grief is a natural reaction to loss. Some people never recover from from the trauma, regardless of the nature of the loss. The pain can be overwhelming. It can disrupt your life, both physically and emotionally. Typically, I weigh in, on an, uh, weigh in on a topic and give my personal insights before I introduce my guest, but I believe it would be a disservice to today's guest, Maggie Dung. Maggie is a successful fitness and life coach and fellow podcast host. She has experienced profound loss across a wide spectrum. Her story is raw, powerful, and inspiring. I don't want to speak for Maggie. Her story is her own to share. So please join me in welcoming Maggie to the conversation. Hi, Maggie. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Oh, I'm so honored. Thank you. So please tell the listeners more about your background and how you came to be a life and fitness trainer. Yeah, absolutely. So my story really started when I was was 16 and it was unexpected did not see this one coming but my mom passed away from breast cancer and at that point my dad had already been incarcerated for about two years so all of a sudden I didn't have any of my parents and I needed to deal with life on my own and I also had a little brother who is five years younger than me so I was 16 he was 11 And I needed to take responsibility for that as well. So I sat in that mode of playing the victim for a while, blaming life for all of these adversities that have been thrown at me and how unfair it is. But nothing in my life changed when I was sitting in that victim mentality. And it wasn't when I decided to make a change in my life and start stepping up for myself that's when everything changed. And I started getting into my fitness journey, my personal development journey, my spiritual awakening. And that's what got me to where I am today, where I focus on the four areas of fitness, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Because I realized that if we miss any one of those areas, we have this imbalance within ourselves and we're out of alignment in certain areas of our lives until we decide to look inward and rebalance within ourselves. Oh, thanks. I love that. Uh, you've spoken about, uh, and for me, eating disorders are we is something is something that we have in common and many of my listeners do as well. And I know you've spoken about how after your mother's death, you know, you were battling with some food, uh, food d- issues and, and a disordered relationship there as well. And how were you able to get them under control? Yeah, I had to realize that my eating disorders had less to do about 
do with the food itself. It was more about the way that I was coping with my emotions. And I was using food as a way to control certain areas of my life, including the way that I looked, because I thought that if I could just lose some weight and look skinny, then all of these other problems will go away. And I used food in that way. But I realized that it was so unhealthy for my body. And there was this one day where I was driving and I almost passed out at the wheel because I was so hungry. And I think that was the wake up call for me to start taking care of my health and coming to this balanced and healthy lifestyle instead of just purely focusing on the way that I look and using food to fill that void within myself. I needed to eat for my body, for my health, because it's not worth risking my life. Yeah, I agree. And you could have really, you could have crashed in that moment and, and risked your, so it was almost, you know, it was almost a divine intervention in, in some respects. You know, we talk 100%. about, yeah, we talk about grief and, and the losses you've experienced would cripple, you know, many adults and you were just a teenager. I mean, where did you find the strength within yourself to over, overcome the absence of your parents? You know, it's difficult to lose one, but essentially you've lost both in just a small, in just a small fragment of time. Yeah, I had to. And I for a while was waiting for somebody to come in to save me, to take care of me, to help me get my life together. But no one was there and it was just me. And I was forced into that position. And I truly believe in the human potential that when we are forced into a position like that, when there is no other choice, then we have to step up. We have to take responsibility. So I did grow up pretty fast, pretty early But given the circumstances, that's what I needed to do because otherwise I would have just been sitting in that rock bottom for a long time. But I'm glad I got to experience kind of the the both ends of it, sitting in the rock bottom versus actually taking the step to get my life together. And having experienced both ends of the spectrum, it gives me more perspective into where a lot of people are at and and how we can get them out of that space if they're sitting in that rock bottom. I love that. And I, and I just want to give you credit for, and I know you say you were placed in that moment and you had to do it, but there are so many people who don't do it, who choose a different path, who, who spiral into addiction and, and really could unravel the whole lives and you chose a different path. And, and I think that really is noteworthy, especially as such a young woman. And so I, I think that's worth mentioning when you say you had to do it. You really didn't. You made the choice and you had the strength and you stood up and you did it. I think that that's the difference. So, so I certainly want to point that out. Mm-hmm. And I think most people associate fitness. I mean, you speak about fitness, but most people associate it with their physical well-being, and you believe it's so much more than that. So, tell us more about your concept of fitness and those four areas that that you believe it pertains to. Yeah. So we have the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of fitness, and 
Most people have heard about physical and mental fitness, but not so much emotional and spiritual fitness. But the reason that I call these things fitness, it's because fitness implies that it's an ongoing process. It's not something where we do once and we're done with it. This is something we practice consistently so that we come into that alignment within ourselves day after day. And it's work. It's not just, you know, sunshines and rainbows in in the personal development space. It's it's work that we have to do within ourselves. But that's the beauty of it. It's that we are getting ourselves fit in these areas so that we can show up best for the external things in our lives, such as our jobs, our relationships, and whatever it is. Because without that internal balance, we can't show up for the external things. I love the whole concept. And this is actually something I'm working on. So I, in one regard, I love how you're decades younger than I am. And I've learned so much from you already. But, you know, I'm really just coming into my own path and journey with spiritual development and connection. So I love that aspect of it. I mean, how can people connect spiritually? I mean, so many people have such a different perspective of a higher power. So I think it's really individualized and people don't necessarily have to ascribe to one religion or one pattern of thought or belief. I mean, how, what do you mean by spirituality and how can people identify it for themselves? Right. So I don't follow any particular religion. I have been to church in the past as a kid, but it never resonated truly with me. So I I believe that spirituality, it's a deeper dive within ourselves, getting to know our own souls and who we really are. And behind all of this mindset stuff and fitness, the physical fitness, we have souls that we a lot of the times neglect and that higher power we're talking about it's our souls that we know everything within our souls we have all the knowledge there already we can trust ourselves when we connect with our souls with our hearts but a lot of people have lost that touch with themselves in that way and we're so focused on the external, we're so focused on even the mindset. I mean, the mindset is a part of personal development, but the real work, it's diving deep into our souls, understanding ourselves and finding who we really are. I agree. I believe that self-awareness really is the key to everything, self-awareness and self-discovery. So, so thank you. So one of my favorite parts of your story is your transformation. You hated sports as a child and now you're a fitness coach. You know, that's two opposing sides of the spectrum. I mean, how did that come to be to become an athlete after, you know, being someone who really hated sports? Yeah, growing up, I was never an athletic kid. I remember in school, I struggled so much in PE classes because I couldn't do push-ups. I couldn't run the mile. And I was almost forced in that t- into that position again of needing to get fit just for my body because of my eating disorder. I realized that I wanted to incorporate exercise into my routine in a healthy way, in a way that supports how I feel instead of just how I look and how much I weigh on the scale. So that's when I discovered 
what worked for me, which is going to the gym and the other things that I've done in the past, like those sports and running the mile, it didn't really work for me because I wasn't interested. So I believe that it's important to find something that works for each individual because we're all so different and there is no one size fits all for everyone. And once I found what worked for me, which is my routine at the gym, that's when I couldn't stop going. I love going to the gym now because it's <laughs> it's kind of like my sanctuary now that I I can go when I'm not feeling that well, you know, mentally, because it, it kind of releases a lot of that stress and worry that I carry on. And it's a healthy way to release that. Yeah, it definitely is. So I th- and I think so many people believe that, and this is why, you know, diets fail, that so many people believe losing weight is the key to happiness when there's really so much more to it. It's, it's really never about the, the matter. It's always about the mind. And, you know, I say that all the time, but, you know, what are some simple strategies that people can utilize or start at home to really, if they're trying to change their, their, weight management that's that they can conquer their emotional and physical deficits at the same time just some simple advice that the listeners could have yeah i would say definitely come to awareness first of why we do certain things why are we trying to lose weight it's probably not only for the way that we physically look there is something mentally or emotionally behind that where we think that if we lose the weight, something is going to happen. Maybe if we lose the weight, we, we think that we're going to be happy or we're going to look more attractive and get deep into that why behind it. Because without getting to know that solid reasoning and the intentions behind our actions, I think that's why a lot of people can't follow through with what they're doing because they don't even understand why they're doing it. So when they lose the motivation of maybe they can't go to the gym today and they just don't feel like it. Well, if you have a deep why behind that, if you know truly what you're doing this for, then motivation doesn't really matter because you're going to keep going. That's a good point. I mean, how how do people develop self-awareness to to end their cycle of self-sabotage? Because I think that that's often what happens. People self-sabotage their own happiness by these cyclical patterns of, you know, losing weight, gaining weight because they don't have the they don't have their why. And you know, what strategies do you use in your practice or your methodologies to help them get to the why? Yeah, this is getting into the spiritual aspect because it's getting to know ourselves, getting to know our souls. And instead of always looking at everyone else and on social media about what you think you're supposed to do and what everyone else is doing, because there's so much noise around nowadays, so much information. You don't need more information. You need to know what resonates with you. And that's by connecting with yourself. And I like to do this in meditation. I love meditating every morning to start off my day because it gets me in touch with who I am without all this noise. So before I even check social media, my emails, my phone, I get into that space where I connect with myself first before anything. And it makes such a big difference in our life. Is when we always come back to who we really are. 
So for me too, I, I think about that. And morning routine is so important. Even if people don't meditate, if they take it just a few moments for themselves, exercise, I, I think people undervalue the importance of your morning routine. I think it's so uh, instrumental in setting the tone for your entire day. And, and that, you know, and one of the things that I do in the morning is I always like to practice gratitude. And the last time we spoke, I was struck and inspired by your sense of gratitude. I mean, you're more evolved than many people I know who are decades older than you are. And to get to where you are from where you were, what, what took great uh, strength and perseverance, and it was a, a path of growth and personal development. You know, tell us about your process and what it entailed for you to go from, you know, that 16-year-old girl to the successful uh, entrepreneur that you are today. Mm, thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate it. It took a lot of work, but also a lot of trust, trusting that things are going to work out. Instead of overthinking, instead of playing these stories in my head, what if this doesn't work out? What if I never get out of this? What if I never heal? I mean, these are just all the stories that we keep telling ourselves. But when we just trust the process and take it step by step, instead of thinking what's going to happen in a month or next year or in five years, instead of thinking so much about the future, if we just trust that we're taking the very next step and we're exactly where we're meant to be, it makes the journey a lot easier because we we tend to stress ourselves out with all of these things overthinking about the past and the future and what we should have done and what we should be doing but when we do that we're just piling on the the stresses and the worrying for ourselves that it doesn't even need to be there and I think a really great practice is just to always get back into this present moment being okay with where we are instead of always, always trying to achieve something, just take a moment to examine where we are right now and be grateful for that. That's really powerful advice. It's insightful and powerful. And one of the other things you've spoken about is how instrumental journaling was to your healing process. And studies have substantiated how valuable writing our thoughts and emotions on paper really is. I mean, how did that process work for you? And do you save your journals? Do you reread them? Or is it just one and done? Yeah, I still have some of my journals that I can look back on. And I do from time to time just to see what were my thought process back, processes back then and what are they right now. And I would say journaling is a very helpful way to just process our emotions because sometimes we don't have people to talk to and you know not all the time it's not that every time i feel certain emotions i can just call someone and dump all my emotions on them it's not healthy for me it's not healthy for them so journaling it's a great way just to process our emotions before we react over our emotions so you're multifaceted. I mean, you also are a relationship coach and, and you recognize even in your personal life how detrimental it is to stay in dysfunctional partnerships. How do you help your clients realize that settling for these relationships impacts every aspect of their lives? Yeah, I had to go through that journey myself. I was settling for relationships that were not serving me and I couldn't walk away from these toxic relationships that I was in. 
But the moment I decided to walk away from my last relationship, which ended about a year ago, and the moment I started realizing how much I was actually worth and how much I actually deserve, I walked away from that relationship. And it was a scary decision to make because I had been so comfortable in that relationship. It was about three years But sometimes we have to do these uncomfortable things for us to grow. And I always tell people that when you're in these situations, whether it's something that's not serving you, whether it's a romantic or even friendship or family members, ask yourself, do you love yourself enough to walk away from this situation? And if you truly, truly love yourself, then you will walk away. I know that's a tough one, particularly when it's family members, people really have to. And I think that you don't even necessarily have to walk away. But if you distance yourself and compartmentalize it and just really only interact with those people in your family when you have to. (laughs) I mean, and as you get older, you'll see there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty of cousins you want to cast off to the side. (laughs) And I don't mean that to any of my cousins who are listening. I don't mean you. (laughs) But tell us. So tell us about your practice, your coaching methods and modalities and who your ideal client is? Yeah, so I actually stepped away from one-on-one coaching just for now. I used to do one-on-one coaching. Now I just have programs that are self-paced for people to follow and and heal themselves because I, I am doing more content for my podcast and social media, which is why I've kind of stepped away from that one-on-one aspect of it. But What I do now, it's I put out a lot of free content, honestly, on my platforms and especially my podcasts that people can listen to where I talk about the four areas of fitness. I bring on guests as well for them to share their stories. But the program that I have out right now is called Heal is where we actually do the shadow work and heal ourselves so that we can experience love peace and freedom because we truly deserve that and as we heal ourselves we heal this planet you know so many people are focusing on trying to help other people trying to assist and be there for other people without realizing that the best thing that you can do for this planet for humanity is to heal yourself Thank you. And I think the listeners will be so pleased to know that they're, that you have the resources and availability that will really help them heal. And, and I think that I want to thank you for, for that on their behalf. And I don't think they were expecting that. And actually I wasn't either. So that's, that's really phenomenal. So thank you. So we're down to the final question. And before I ask it, you know, as I, you know, I'm not your mother, but I can certainly sit here as a mother and envision the pride that your mother feels, you know, watching you today. So what's on your horizon and what do you think the future holds? I know you like to live in the moment, but what are your goals and ambitions and, and what, what big plans do you have for the future? Yeah. I mean, you're right about, (laughs) I like to live in the moment. I, have some future plans that that are coming but i'm very open to them changing because <laughs> i i i have found from my life that when i make these very specific plans for my future and i 
have an attachment to them, I end up getting really disappointed when things don't go my way. So in the future, you know, I'd love for my podcast to to grow and and I love to bring more guests onto the podcast and share more content in that way. And that's the direction that I intend to go in is to almost go f- full time with my podcast. I will love that. Um, but if the universe has something else that's better than what my plan is, then I'm open to that as well. So I love that because life really is fluid, uh, you know, and then, and I'm in a similar boat now. I think that before you start podcasting, you don't realize how much you're going to love it and how uh, almost how compelling it is and how addictive it is and how uh, it's really become a a journey of growth for me. I mean, I talk to people all over the globe and I think that it's really such a positive experience. So, you know, I have a similar the hope, but of course it's, it's really a hobby with the hope in many regards. I, I love it. And, you know, I enjoy meeting people like you. It's, it's an honor and a privilege and where I wouldn't otherwise have, have got, had that, I have been given that opportunity. So it's something I appreciate so much. So before I let you go, please tell the listeners where they can find your podcast and find out more about you and the content you have available. Yeah. So my podcast is called Mind Muscle Enlightenment. It's on all platforms. And I'm mostly on Instagram. It's at Maggie Dong underscore. And on Facebook, it's just my name, Maggie Dong. Okay, great. And I'll and I'll put that in the notes so that everybody will have an opportunity to find you easily. So thanks. I can't thank you enough, Maggie. And I'm going to be following your journey because you know you inspire me. And and hopefully we'll get to speak to one another again soon. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the JTD Coaches Me podcast. You can find additional resources and information about Joanne at jtdcoachesme.com. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast for updates and new episodes. You can also follow Joanne on social media under JTD Coaches Me. 